Welcome to the Beyond Belief podcast. We're glad you decided to listen to us today. We have designed this podcast to have a practical conversation about Christianity. Our goal is to make this show relatable, realistic, and relative. We will bring you the gospel of Jesus Christ so you can apply it practically to your life. We hope you enjoy the show. Hey, welcome to the show. It's the Beyond Belief podcast, and this is your host, Bill, and I'm joined with Alan. Buddy, you are a train wreck today. <laughs> I am. I have All your th- You stop moving around. I have a hundred things going on. You're right banging now. on stuff. You're, you're know, moving stuff. The phone, the papers. But yeah. I'm going to put a... You ever seen some of these big sports podcasts that are videoed, and they're like, the guys sit in different rooms? Yeah, I couldn't do that. And Well, we should. Well. Anyways... So today we have a guest on, uh, it's my brother's son, my nephew, uh, Tucker. Tucker, how are you? Doing great. Cool. Uh, so this came about really, uh, we started just doing podcasts with Alan and I, and then it just started kind of taking off. We wanted to hear other people's testimonies and we had, I'm going to give you a lot of different identities right now, Tucker. So you're my (laughs) nephew, you're my brother's son and you're Bethany's boyfriend and she's already been on. So yours better be really good. Yeah. (laughs) So really just tell your story, man. All right. Uh, I'm going to start off with like the very beginning. (laughs) Sure. That'd be a great Uh, place. Give a basic testimony. So, I mean, I grew up in a Christian home with godly parents, godly church. I went to all the things like Sunday school, church, Christian high school, I was actually homeschooled for a little bit with, by my mom. So that was, that was pretty interesting. Shout out to my mom. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was, it was just, it was good. I mean, it wasn't like a hard life or anything. Um, I just, I just obeyed my parents. I just did the right things. Uh, just basically did what my parents told me what to do. And it was, life was going good. I mean, yeah, little kids mess up and everything they sin and they, uh, but it was, there was nothing really major or anything. I was living life, but, uh, so I got saved when I was, uh, I think about 11. Okay. It was a, it was a revival service and it was talking about the assurance of your salvation. And before I, I prayed a prayer and I, I said some, some words, but I just didn't really understand what salvation was. And that revival service, it was just, it was just very convicting. He just, he gave a, just a super clear message of what salvation is and how you know you're saved. And right. he just said, you, listen, you, you, you love God. You believe that you actually believe in God and he forgave you of your sins. And if you don't believe those, those three things, like you might not be saved. And like, I just, before I just, I struggled with, I was like, what is salvation? And I, I just, didn't really understand what, why I was saved and what I was doing. I was like, I was doing what was, I knew what was right was wrong and everything. And I knew what, what like to obey my parents and everything, but I just really didn't know why I was doing it. And that night I, I, I was so convicted. And like at the end of the service, I went down and I just cried out to God. And I was like, God, I thought I was safe. I, I, I thought I've been living the right way but I, I think I'm not. So I'm coming to you now and humble spirits. And I say, I, I need to say it's come to my life, forgive me of my sins and just come into my heart and save me. And after that, I just, I felt like a, like a new person. Um, I was still young. So, I mean, I was still getting, so I didn't like, uh, I think Bethany said she didn't, I didn't really have like a lot of growth, but I was still getting there. But it was just, it was, it was just a start mark for me. And I went, I went through, uh, so that was basically like elementary school. So I got into high school and I felt like it was doing what's right. I knew, uh, I knew I like, I loved God and I wanted to do right. But like my prayer and like my devotions were not, were not where it was supposed to be. Like I would read a chapter, like almost like every day, every other day. And I would like pray at meals, but like, I just didn't really have that relationship with God. And I just, I just, I went through high school, just reading a chapter, not even thinking about just doing like checking off, checking off a list. I was always doing, yeah. just, just reading the, reading the passage. Boom. I'm done. I got God for the day on to the next thing, like sports, soccer, uh, school, other stuff like that. Friends, 
And I wasn't really trying to know God. And I, I came to when I was about uh, 17, I went on a mission trip with my grandpa and we went out West. We went everywhere. <laughs> it took us a oh, week and I a half to that. Idaho. Yeah. yeah you yeah. All drove all over the place. We went to like all the states in, in between, like Wyoming, Montana, Kansas, uh, Illinois, Indiana, like all those states. And like we went, we took us, it took about a week and a half to get Idaho, so which is crazy. <laughs> but uh, it was, it was, it was the best thing in my life because it was just, I actually was, I actually was having a relationship with God and all, and like, I just all through high school, I had doubts. To be honest, I was, I would be praying every day to just reassure me of my salvation. And just because I think it is because I just didn't have that relationship, that, that necessary relationship with God. And I wasn't in, I wasn't doing my devotions. I wasn't praying as I should. And with that, I was just not growing. And when you're not growing, you just feel that like you're not saved. Yeah. So when on that trip, like my grandpa's one of my biggest role models and he, he is just the most godly man I know. And so he, uh, he, he gave us the word and he challenged us every single day. We would be in the car for almost 12 hours a day. And and while he's there, we're, we're listening to, uh, uh, Oh, what's that? What's that preacher? My dad listened to, uh, and Aaron Rodgers, Adrian, Rogers. Adrian, Adrian Rogers. Yes. We, I've listened to many messages, messages of him and he is absolutely amazing. But just 12 hours a day, we will listen to Adrian Rogers and just, wow. How convicting is that? <laughs> like you're, you can't go anywhere. You're stuck in a car yeah, with right, uh, two other not, people. Working. Don't dare turn yeah, the radio. <laughs> yeah, you can't turn it off. I mean, you got to listen to it. Yeah. So there was just one day, um, it was, it was probably halfway through and my grandpa's sleeping. He's out. Zach's my cousin, Zach. He's in the back. He's out as well. And it's just me and God. And I'm just listening to Adrian Rogers and I just, and he's talking about growing as a Christian. <laughs> what a coincidence. Yeah. And like, he just, he just went on and on. I'm like, he's like, why are you even saved? Why, what are you like, if you're saved, what are you doing for Christ? How, if somebody said it, look into your life and say, what are you doing? How can you prove that you're a Christian? Yeah. Like, and it just hit me between the eyes. And I was just like, wow, (laughs) like, what am I doing for Christ? Yeah. And I'm sitting and I'm going about, and this is out West. So I'm like going at like 80 miles per hour on this, like one lane road. So, And I'm just like, God, like, I have no idea what I'm doing with my life. And, and there was no, there was nothing like there was, this prayer was nothing like my, any other prayer I've prayed before. It was just like, I'm just talking to a person. Like I felt like I was talking to the person next to me and I was just like, God, I've messed up. I haven't been living for you. Yes, I'm doing, I've been doing, I've been in a godly home. I'm in a godly environment, but just where's my fire for you. And like my cousin, Zach, he was in the back and he, he just previously, previously got saved and he was more on fire for God than I was. And I've been, and I actually know who God is. I know I've studied his word and I've been growing up with, with, with God in my life ever since I was young. And you were here grow- he is. You were yeah. growing up with religion, but now yeah. you had the relationship that yeah. was making sense for you right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And here, here's Zach and he hasn't, he hasn't known God as well. Like he's known of him, but he hasn't, he didn't even really know what true God was. And now he is, and he's just on fire. And that just, that was really convicted me. But after that day, I, I rededicated my life to God and I was just like, I need to get back on track. So. I was heading into my senior year and I was doing good. I was, I was, I had that relationship, but then uh, I would say I got, I got to college and my freshman year, it was, it, I, felt, I felt like each year uh, my freshman and sophomore just kind of like went downhill. Like freshman year, I, I was doing good in the beginning of the semester, but then all the school and all the stress and all the, just, uh, I was a little bit overwhelmed from school. And right. I just slowly just got out of the routine of having that relationship with God. And I just 
to be honest, I was, I wasn't, I, I was going back to high school. I wasn't doing my devotions. I wasn't praying. I was given the, the excuses that I was too busy. I was too busy for God. Yeah. And I was, and I, it was miserable <laughs> and I would, and I, my relationship with him, my relationship with others is just weakened. And yeah, but I, I knew, I, I, I would say I knew how to put, put on a face. Sure. And I was, I was actually scary good at it because I was, I would go to church and I would talk the talk, but I wouldn't walk the walk. Well, so you, you had the training. Yeah. Like, I, I like had, all that I've had, had <laughs> yeah, I've had night, like literally 19 years of training. So literally I would, I would act like it. Nobody, nobody suspected it, but like inside I knew I was like, wow, I am not where I should be. And then I, I went to the wilds and wow, that was, that was great. I worked as landscape and that really was really convicting. And I got back into it and I was living for God. I was really happy. And, but I, but I had broken up over the summer and, and then I was uh, previously talking to somebody over the summer. And, but I said, I, 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 we never dated because I was like, listen, I just broke up. I, we sh- I shouldn't do this. I'm not ready. I want to focus on God this summer while I'm at the wilds. So we, uh, once the wilds were done and we were, we were supposed to be my first semester of sophomore year, I head in the, into there and uh, I'm talking to this girl and she, and I, to be honest, I felt hard for her. <laughs> she, she said some things and she made me uh, feel like there was a potential relationship. Sure. And she said some, she said the right things that she wanted to say. <laughs> and I, to be honest, I fell in love with her. And all of a sudden, uh, I think it was like the first month of my sophomore year. She uh, completely just left and she just stopped talking to me completely with like no warning. And that was probably the hardest thing. I mean, there's, there's more to the story, sure. but like, but just, that was the hardest thing. And I was completely heartbroken. And to be honest, that was, I got bitter towards God. And I was like, God, I was doing the right thing. I was waiting. I was focusing on you and you blew it, God. <laughs> and I was blaming it all. I knew it. I was, yeah. I was stupid. I was like, I was blaming on God. And I was like, why are you doing this to me? And I completely, it was like, uh, uh, like Pharaoh's heart. Like I think Bethany mentioned it to me early, earlier. Yeah. She was like, yeah. just Pharaoh's heart. She just, like, I just completely hardened my heart towards God. And I just stopped with my, with my relationship with God sophomore year. And to be honest, I, I didn't, I didn't do anything like, like major or crazy bad. It's just like, I just stopped. I had no desire to live for God. I just like, I'm turning my back on him. And I, and like, again, I, I, I'm a, I'm really good at putting a double, like a, another face. I I talked and I talked like God, like I knew God and I had a relationship with him, but in my heart, there was no relationship. So, and so can we, can we, before you get to chapter two, like the next part, can we, can we ask you some questions on the, on the front part of some of the stuff real quick? Uh, Sure. So like homeschooling, and I know you're very young at this age. And, Mm -hmm. and and what happened to me is I, uh, I thought I was saved at a a very young age too, but I didn't understand uh, what salvation was. I didn't get it. Like I didn't, when, when it was discussed, it was just, it, I didn't get what it was. So, but yeah. you lived in a very, you grew up in a very, uh, faith-based home, uh, yeah. school, uh, still going to a faith-based school. Uh, a lot of stuff with, was faith, faith-based. So when you, when you said you were driving, uh, with your grandfather and listening to these messages, you had Alan have brought this up in a podcast before you knew religion. Like there was no yeah. doubt you knew religion. You went to church, Sunday school, VBS, uh, you name it. You were, you were doing all the stuff, but then you never really had that relationship with God. And then yeah. that, so that turns right. So then you get in this relationship in college and you kind of slide the relationship that you made important at one time. 
to the back for this relationship. Yeah. So do you, do you feel like when God's at the center of your life and you put him before everything else, everything else kind of falls in line? Is that, oh, yeah. where, is that okay? So oh, yeah. So oh, pick sure, up from like, there. like first, like if with a relationship with any relationship, if it's not Christ centered, it's not, it's not meant to be like this, that relationship I had, it was all for me. Yeah. It was okay. nothing. It was not, nothing about God. It was what I wanted. And I, I would, we weren't like, it was not Christ centered. She was not bringing me, bringing me up, edifying me towards God. And I, 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 I give that advice to anyone who thinks about dating is if, if your significant other is not bringing you toward Christ and edifying you toward Christ, that's not the relationship you should be in or, or some things need to change because that that should be our main focus because that other relationships are literally, if they're just self-centered, it's, it's basically corrupt and it's just not going to work out because it's just, God's trying to, God's trying to teach us. Like, it's not about us. Like yeah. when we're living on this earth, it's not about us. It's about God. Like the gospel, the good news is basically, basically means Christ. It doesn't mean like us and what we can do. We don't, we can't change a person. Only God can. Right. Uh, and especially, and ba- well, all I was going to say real quick is that's ex- especially important uh, when you're in the family of God. Yeah. You know, uh, unbelievers or lost people, whatever people, however you want to classify it that's expected. You know, you're living in the world. I was doing that for 45 plus years living in the world and not, not too many bad things happen at the time, but, but right. Like God and and Christ isn't at the center. Um, and it can go bad, you know, especially, especially in your walk, you, you said yourself, you got saved and you were going through a routine, but you weren't really, you weren't really committing, you know, like you yeah. weren't giving it that, that heart. Um, and then you get, so anyways, you get to this part and you're just like, you know, you can tell it doesn't work out, uh, because you, you pretty much took your eyes off God, put it on a girl. Uh, yeah. he goes to the back again and now you're figuring out, right? Like Christ has to be at the center of my life and relationships and everything else. Exactly. All right. So go on. Yeah. Where, where are we at now with everything? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I feel like, uh, um, so yeah, my sophomore year, I just went downhill and I started hanging out with the wrong people. They, and they weren't, they weren't doing anything very, like very like horrific or anything. It just, they weren't living for Christ. There you it's go. like their, their mouth their mouth, the, the words they were saying, it was basically like a, like a gossip group. <laughs> they were always talking bad about people talking about talking bad about the university, just the things they would say, or just were not, were not, they were, it was corrupt communi- communication. And, and to be honest, I lowered my standards and I put, put myself at their level. And I started talking like that. And I, I, I was just miserable <laughs> to be honest. I, that's, that semester was probably the worst semester of my, of my college career. And I just wasn't, and I was just begging, like, I just wanted to go home and God gave me that. Gave me, even though I was living in sin, God gave me the answer and he sent us home for corn for uh, Corona okay. in March. And I was, I was overjoyed about that. I did not want to be at Bob Jones at that, that point. So God, like we went home for Corona and we were in quarantine. And this is the time where I just like broke down. Like I was at the, my lowest and like, God, like just, just completely broke me. And I was just like, I am so miserable and I, it's over. It's, I just can't bear it anymore. And I just got on my knees and I just, I just humbled myself. I, hum, I, I, I confess my pride, my sin. And I just gave just confess everything to God now. Just like, God, just please forgive me for, for yeah. just leaving you. Like my life is miserable. I have no joy. Um, 
I just, I need you. And I pray for forgiveness. I ask God just to give me the strength to get back to be living for living for him. And it's slowly, but surely, I mean, I just, I got back into it and I, I started doing my devotions. I started praying and it, it was hard. It was really, really hard. I'm not, it's, it's not just, it's not like a, it's a flip, flip the table kind of thing. It's just like you, I had to put in the work. Yeah. And I, I, I would fall some days, but I would ask for forgiveness and I would get back into it. And it was just this constant journey of me just submitting myself, submitting my pride and get and just submitting myself to God. Yeah. It's dying. yourself. Yeah. And I'm just going through this quarantine and I'm not, I'm not looking for anything. I'm not, I'm just looking, I'm just focusing on God. I'm like, God, this is, this is, this is you and me time. <laughs> yeah. I'm stuck in my house. So, I mean, I can't really go anywhere. So, um, I'm just, I was, and that was it. I just was living for God and I was just taking day by day and I wasn't even looking for a relationship. And then on Easter morning, I, I get a text and uh, I, it went, it went like this. It said, uh, <laughs> Hey Tucker, I just want to let you know, I'm praying for you. Um, I just, uh, I, I miss your friendship, blah, blah, blah. Um, just know, I hope you have a happy Easter with your family. <laughs> and who was that from my, your dad? No, that was, uh, from, uh, that was from a certain person in my life, Bethany. <laughs> and what was crazy was the beginning of sophomore year after I was going through all the, the, the stupid stuff I was going through. Uh, I, I actually had interest in Bethany and I knew she was a godly girl and I wanted that but God knew that I was not, I was not ready. Yeah, I was right. in a horrible state and I, and like she's just like, she, we came together and we talked before she wasn't ready either. And she started dating sophomore year. And, and I didn't like that. <laughs> I was, I was, I, w- I wanted, I, I, I was had really a lot of interest in her and everything. And, but she was dating and she was actually dating a part like a close friend of mine. He was in my society. And, uh, I had my best friend, Luke Messer, um, we were talking to them. And then as they're walking away, as I turned to Luke and I'm like, Luke, if I could date anyone on campus, I would date Bethany Myers. And he says, and he kind of looks at me like concerned. He says, well, you know, she's dating, right? Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, I mean, I'm like, yep. And I'm, I'm, that kind of hurts, but I mean, I'm just going to put that out there. So flash forward back to what I was saying, like when she, when she texted me, I was like, okay, God, I don't know what you're doing here. Um, I don't know if this is an open door. Like, I don't know if she, if she broke up or anything, but I'm just going to focus on you and I'm not going to like, I'm not going to like go before. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to go down that road again. I'm going to focus on you. And if this, if this, is, if this is open door, I'll take it because I mean, it's, it's some, also something I want. So, so I text back and I was, and I was, I was overjoyed and I was just like, Hey, how you doing? I, thanks. Thanks for the prayers. I'm praying for you too. Um, and then we just started talking and then for the next two weeks, um, we just had a friendly conversation and like, I kind of got the hint that something was off. So I was like, Hey, uh, what happened <laughs> to your boyfriend? <laughs> so she was like, yeah, we, we can, there were just a lot of things wrong with that relationship. And, uh, we broke up and I'm like, and in my mind, I'm like, Oh, that's bad. But also I'm like, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm over, I'm happy, <laughs> but just, we, we just started talking and then, um, my summer plans also, they were completely thrown out the window. Like I had planned to go to the wilds. Right. Um, I had planned to go to, um, uh, what's it was, uh, just, just another camp. And when you know, when you think of the wilds, like they always need guys, like they, you, every guy that, uh, that, that puts in an application, they get in. 
like, you just know that you're going to get in. So I applied and I'm expecting to go, but like, that was when, that was my, when my heart was hardened against God. And the only reason I was going to the wilds because of friends and I just loved, I just loved the wilds. And, and I was, I applied to be a counselor. Like God knew like, how can I reach kids if I'm not even reaching myself for Christ? Right. Yeah, that's great. So like God knew exactly where my heart was and he completely closed that door. So he closed that door for, uh, for the wilds. Oh yeah. And then I applied for another thing in the wild. So I applied for Southland in Louisiana and I didn't get that. And I was just distraught because I was like, I, I want to be in a camp right now. I don't want to be here at home in quarantine. Like I want to go, I want to go to a camp, but like, and then when God said, no, like I, I was just like, wow. Okay. All right. I'll I'll just see where God's leading. But what, what was cool is I just, in the, in the end, I just see how God was working because if I went to a camp, I wouldn't have had an opportunity to meet Bethany. So me and Bethany are talking at this point and um, this is about like maybe a month in and all of a sudden she texts me and she says, Hey, um, can don't freak out, but my mom is going to text you. I'm like, your mom. I was like, <laughs> okay. All right. That's cool. Um, uh, yikes. Yeah. That's, that's pretty big. She's like, yeah, just, I'm not going to say anything. Just if you get, if you get a text from my mom, just don't freak out. I'm like, okay. All right. Yeah, and yeah. like this, don't like, turn this around is just a, now. Like, <laughs> don't look <yeah>. behind you. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So like this, this three days before, this is when we like actually expressed that we like each other. We had interests. So her mom, I get a text from her mom and she it says, Hey Tucker, I hope you're having a, a good break. Uh, I just want to uh, ask you, would you mind coming down to visit for a couple of days at our house? Just, I know you're really good friends with Bethany and I just, I, we would love you for, for you to come. It just got real. It's just yeah. It's <laughs> like, I was like, Oh, Oh my word. Yeah. I was like, God, I was like, this is this. I don't know if this is an open door. I, I right. have, I don't know if you're testing me right now or something, but like I texted back and I was like, well, hello, Bethany's mom. <laughs> uh, I was like, wow, I, I just didn't expect this. But like, I, I think I would have to pray about this. I would have to talk to my parents because this is a very big thing. How, how long again would you want me to come down for? She says, oh, four to seven days. Oh, I'm like, oh, <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. All right. That, that's I'll definitely have to pray about that. And yeah, because I already I can already hear your dad's response. Yeah. So your, your mom which is crazy. Yeah, like, but, yeah, you know, you know, mom and dad, like we, we weren't allowed to have sleepovers as kids. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah. So this was, this was absolutely huge. And I was like, wow, like what, what's going on? So like, I, I prayed about it. I talked to mom and dad and I'm praying and for some odd reason, like I'm totally out of my comfort zone. And I like my mind when she said that I said, no, like, wow, like that is totally not, this is crazy. I would never do this. And I'm just saying, no, I can't do that. But I'm praying and I'm praying and, and like, for some reason, I am being led to like, go. And I don't know why I'm, I'm like actually praying for God to close the door because like, I was super scared. And I just, I, have, I was, I, I was super scared of getting hurt my past relationships. I just, and I, I, I said, I want to focus on you, God. I don't want to, to rush into a relationship like this. But all of a sudden, like God was just saying, Tucker, you need to go. And yeah, he's saying, trust me. And like, I, I was like, and like, sometimes faith, faith takes, takes risks. Like that's part of the Christian life, I guess. But like, I talked to mom and dad and for, and I expected them to say no, no off the bat. But I talked to them and they said, if you think God is telling you to go, you need to go. And I was just like, wow, I actually didn't expect that from you guys. <laughs> like, 
I was like, okay. Well, human nature um, is to be discouraged, not encouraged. Yeah. And a lot yeah. of times encouragement is a surprise for us. Exactly. So, I mean, I was just like, okay, God, um, if this is an open door, keep it open. If it's not, please close it because I don't, I don't want to mess up again. So I'm driving down there and I, I was planning to stay four days, which is absolutely crazy. I was totally, I was sweating bullets on the way down there. Oh, I'm sure you were listening to Adrian <laughs> and was, Rogers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like getting some meditation from the word and just listening to, to, to a message. And I was just like, God, I am, I am nervous out of my mind right now. I need, I need peace and I need, I need comfort because like, I have no idea what I'm doing. And I, I'm pulling into the driveway and I, and I see Bethany, I get out and, and like, like we just, we start talking. I'm like, wow, this isn't that bad. <laughs> right. uh, that's not, that's not scary. I'm not that scary. Uh, she's not that scary. <laughs> yeah, she's going to uh, clear that up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but then she's like, yeah, we're just going to go on a bike ride. If, if you, uh, if you want to come, I'm like, well, I'm, I'm already here. So <laughs> right. I better go. <laughs> yeah. So we go on this like bike ride and we're going to spend time with our family. And it just felt like I was just at ease for some, some reason, like all the nerves and it's just like, just, just went away. And I was just like, what is this feeling? Like I, this is not me. This is normally I would be on edge. I would be so nervous. I would be so like, I would feel like so uncomfortable, but like, yeah, but for some you, reason I just pray for, I, I, yeah, exactly. I, I got what I prayed <laughs> right. and I was like, wow, this is, this is awesome. Like I'm just, I'm just getting to know the, know our family. So we, we, we spent time with her for, it comes to the, to the fourth day and I'm packing my bags and just, just to let you know, like I had never clicked with the, the family so much in my life, like hmm. in like the minimum of four days, like I felt like all, like all the nooks and crannies just went, went together and we just, it was just, it was perfect. And it was just like, it was just meant to be, I, I guess, I don't know. It was, it was, it was super weird. Yeah. You don't want to sound it corny, just, but at the same time, that's the way it was. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was just an, it was just like an out of this world experience, I guess. Like it was completely God. I just, I'm, I'm just saying like, looking back, I'm just like, wow, that was just all God. And I, the four days was absolutely amazing. Like I got to know them really well. And like, I just, they were great. But like the fourth day I'm packing my bag and her mom comes in and she says, Hey, so I know you said we were, you were, you were going to leave today, but what if you stayed till Sunday? Because we would love for you to meet our church. And I just feel like you would just get to know our church family to see what we believe in our church and everything. And it would just be amazing. And that's another three days. If that's yeah. So <laughs> I'm like, uh, okay. okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to pray about that. I'm going to talk to my parents. Just give me, <laughs> just give me a couple. Yeah. I need some time. Give me <laughs> yeah. Give me some time to pray. And cause I, that's pretty crazy. I've never, ever, ever stayed at somebody's house for four days. So seven days is actually absolutely insanity. So I was like, let me just pray about it. So I pray and like, I'm actually, I'm starting that all that uncomfortableness uncom came back. And I'm like, God, if you, if you can close the door, I mean, close it. If you, but if this is open, just, just please lead me through this. Because uh, all the nervousness came, all the uncomfortableness came, came back and everything. I was like, God, I need, I need you to show me what to do. So I called my parents and I just said, they, they've asked me to stay till Sunday, another three days. No, I could just hear you. And they, 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 they said what I said. Yeah. I, they said, wow. Okay. Um, we haven't even met this family. Yeah. Your dad's um, analyzing it up and down side. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, what are you doing to our son? <laughs> right. Right. Tucker, yeah, I want you to like, be careful. Exactly. And I'm like, God, I mean, I said, dad, mom, for some reason, like God's telling me to stay. And if he closes the door, he closes the door and I'll pack up, pack up and go home. But like, as, as long as he keeps it open, I think I, I think I should stay. So they're like, okay, we're trusting you. We're trusting God. And like, I was like, okay, God, what, whatever you have through this, like, I'm just, I, I'm relying on you 
because I am, I'm not relying on myself for this. Yeah, so that didn't work. I stay out for another three days and like, it's great. I'm loving it. We get to their church and I actually fall in love with their church. I love their, I love their pastor. Uh, Thomas Alvis. He just, he's amazing. Like I love him. He's an amazing guy. And he just, he just preaches from the word. And he kind of, he actually kind of re- reminded me of like Adrian Rogers. That's what, it was just, it was amazing. And I fell in love with their church. And, but that, but that, uh, Sunday, Sunday night, I'm packing my bags and, uh, her mom comes in <laughs> oh, stop and she it. says, Hey, can you, can you live with okay. us? <laughs> okay. Tucker, Tucker, let's listen to me. Listen to me. I know we said Sunday night, but it's Memorial day tomorrow. And we're going to have a whole party. Our whole family is going to come over. Like, why can't you just, can you just stay and meet our whole family? But you can't leave Monday night because you'll be tired. So you'll have to leave Tuesday morning. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my word. Like, this is, this is absolutely crazy. I don't know. And like, I would just over, I was like, hold up. Let me pray yeah, about it. Let yeah. me talk to my parents. Stand by. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so I went back, I prayed about it. And I talked to mom and dad and I, and just had the same feeling. And I stayed and I stayed till Tuesday, Tuesday morning. I packed my bags and she didn't come back in. So that was good. <laughs> that was right. good. Right. Texted you halfway home. <laughs> yeah. Tucker, so, I know it's a long drive, but maybe you could turn around and come back and. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, but like, I don't regret it at all. Like that was probably, it was absolutely amazing. And it was probably the, the best trip of my life. And I was just like, I have never seen God work in something so much. Like I, all through that trip, I just see like God working through stuff. Well, you let him like you actually relinquished yourself. Exactly. Like I, like when people say, how did you meet Bethany? I'm like through God, (laughs) because God, God literally had his control over all of that. Well, when you go, when you go back to salvation, and you think about how you receive that salvation, it's because you relinquish yourself. You allow it exactly. to come into your heart. It's, you know, it's not, you're not resisting anymore. You know, I, your dad brought yeah. up a point to me and I'll let you finish, but he brought up a point to me. He said, you know, I didn't, I didn't bring you, uh, you know, the plan of salvation. You know, I didn't save you. Jesus, you know, saves you, but he said that yeah. that was all on you. Like when you decided it was, you know, you were going to get past yourself uh, and, and you had to turn to somebody else then. And I mean, look, your, your whole story, dude, the whole story, Yeah, things worked in your life when you relinquished, uh, focusing on you. And when you focus back on God and I can't even imagine what your prayer life looked like at this point in your life versus what it was yeah. before. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it has to be a contrast, like, right? Oh, oh yeah. Like before, like I was just praying, like I was just, I wasn't praying to a person. Right. I, I was praying just to say a prayer. Like I was just praying out of like repetition. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like today, like it's just so much weirder to think about it. Like actually praying to like actually thinking and praying to someone across the room. Like, yeah, yeah. You, this is praying. It's not like, Oh, thank you. Thank you God for this day. Thank you for this food. Thank you for all you do for us. Thank you for this. Please help me with this. Please help me with that. It's, it's not always like that. Yes. We can give God our requests and our, our thanks, but who, who, like I, I get, I get told this all the time. Who do you talk to like that? Yeah. Like, Thank you, Bill, for this. Thank you, Bill, for that. Thank you, for, thank you, Bill, for this. Uh, hey, Bill, can you help me with this? Hey, Bill, Bill, right. Bill, can you help me with that? Right. And Amen. Boom. That's done. No. Like, that's not that's not a relationship. That's right. That's, that's just <laughs> speaking words, speaking absolutely. your desires. <laughs> and what I find, found out, like, just over the over the summer, like, just talk to God at like a normal person. Like it just makes that relationship so much deeper. And there's so much like, at, like an actual relationship. Absolutely. And, and like before, like there's, yeah, like the contrast, like I went from just praying 
is saying words, speaking them, repetition to actually having a conversation with somebody. Well, your relationship with God, you, you defined it. You said at one point you felt broken. Oh yeah. Yeah, You know, because you, you, at a point I'm sure you felt, I'm not putting words in your mouth, but it, the way it sounded to me, like you let him down. Oh yeah. You weren't coming with that earnest intention of developing a relationship with him. You were just, yeah. I I didn't have that desire. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For you to have a relationship with God, you have to have the desire to. Exactly. So how old are you, Tucker? Um, 21. 21. That is actually amazing that you, um, you know, have actually realized at such a young age to look to God for everything. Um, Bill and I both were, you know, in our late forties when we were like, okay, our plan didn't work. So I really admire the fact that you, you got to this place way sooner than we even. And you see it, man. Like you, like you've, you've identified when it works in your life and when it doesn't, and it's actually all involving focus. Yeah. And you take your eyes off of him. That doesn't mean I don't fall. (laughs) Well, no, no, we all do. I like, I can, I can just contest this semester. Like, wow. Like how hard a semester can be. And so when something, when you're like confronted with hardship, like, wow, it's so much easier just to fall behind and like your devotions and, and your, and your prayer and your just relationship with God. And, and then through that, God teaches you, like, you know, you wonder why you're, you're falling behind. Right. right. And you wonder why you're having such a hard semester. It's because you're not relying on me. Right. Like yeah. you're relying on this yourself. semester. I, I, I've, I've struggled. Uh, just, it's just been a tough semester with work, with my schedule, just making the time making my guide and I time. And I talked to Bethany. I'm like, I don't know why I feel so horrible. I feel, I don't know why I'm having such a rough time. And she's like, well, are you living? Are you in the word? Are you praying to God? I'm like, yeah, I don't know why I didn't think about that. <laughs> like, like it's just, sometimes it's just so oblivious. Like we just don't see why our hardships in our life are so like hard. Maybe it's because we are not putting in the work for Christ. And just this, this semester for me, it's just, I, I, I've, it's, it's hard. Like living for living for God, when you are busy, when you are just like, think you have like no time in the world and you're just dead tired. It's hard. It's hard to do your devotions. It's hard to make that time. Well, he'll show you but too. Like, he'll say, you know, I mean, you'll see it, you know, show me that you're obedient. Yeah. You know, show me that I'm worth the time. Like you have, I mean, you can't, we all struggle and we have ups and downs, but we are human. Like we have human yeah. nature and a lot of things, you know, we depend, we, it's, I got to get this. I got to figure this out. I got to work on this. I got to finish my, my homework and my studies and my papers. And, and then before you know it, uh, you're right back focusing on you. Yeah. Well, exactly. this, this world is actually um, designed to keep us distracted. Oh yeah. There's so Jeez. much. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Are you able like, to do know. it better now? Like in your relationship with Bethany, is she really kind of your, your oh, balancing rod yes. to, you know, cause it sounds and like you can that screw was, it That was what I was going to say before <laughs> is like sophomore year. Wow. Like I, I had no one, like I had friends, I had some really good friends, but like, I just didn't have somebody to keep me accountable. And like heading into my junior year with dating Bethany, just like, Oh my word. Like I, I tell her every day, like you have no idea how much like of the influence you had had on me and still have on me and how like, and like, that's the whole thing with that relationship is your relationship Christ centered. And is it building you up towards God and edifying you towards God? And it has, to wow. Be. I just like the one thing that just is like, is the main thing in our relationship is like, that I know that it is what it should be. is like, we both love God. She encourages me every day. She, she literally like, you know, Bethany, like literally she, everything she does, like her devotional page, her Instagram, like her, her, just her, her daily talk. Like literally it's, we talk about God and we actually like talking about God. Yeah. That's what it's about. And like you exactly, should live your what, life to glorify him. Exactly. Like our relationship should glorify God. 
Look at and all the stuff you just, see out there that doesn't, you know, everybody's yeah. so proud of their own accomplishments. That's not of them. Yeah. That's of God. It's just, you know, I yeah. mean, but they want to, they want to point the finger back to themselves and yeah. Uh, and I won't get in deep on that conversation, but accountability is a good thing. I mean, I'm going to ask you a question, Tucker. Did you ever think you would be on a Christian based podcast with your uncle Bill? Uh, no, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> you were like, is this a trick question? Uh, but seriously, it, you know, that's how God works, man. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I mean, people, you know, you'll go through struggles, ups and downs and stuff. And, and the situation that I'm in right now, people look at it and they're like, man, that's dire, dude. I'm, you know, sorry to hear about all the stuff you're going through. I'm like, dude, I'm blessed. Like I'm blessed. Yeah. I have this spiritual relationship with God that most people will never know in their life. And all I want exactly. to do is share it. Yeah. Right. And that's what, that's yeah. what your story is about. Your story being here is talking about what God has done in your life. And when you take your eyes off of them, how we struggle will still struggle, but it's learning and training yourself to focus on him, only him. Exactly. And all these other things in your life, man, they'll just be, they'll be fruitful. For sure. Uh, but anyways, and, uh, well, go ahead. Go ahead. If you have something, I got like, yeah, five I was just questions, saying like, but you, you hit it. It's your show. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just, I was just saying like, um, I don't know. Just it's not about like when for me, I I normally don't like talking in front of big groups, and I don't and I'm not as comfortable. Like I was still a little bit nervous about doing this podcast and everything. Uh, if you, if you didn't notice or anything, but yeah, like I was the chair like, has the chair has stopped moving now. Yeah, <laughs> so you settled. So you settled yeah. in. Yeah, but just I don't know, just. Sometimes I just get uneasy. I just don't know what to say. But then I'm like, and then I come back and I say, "Listen, it's not about me. It's not what what I do. It's not what I what I say that changes a person. It's what God does that changes a person." Yeah, man. And this is, and I just say, "Wow, God, just just use me to encourage other people." Like it just, it's just that relying on God for everything. It's just like when you, when you are going through something that you're uneasy about, you're uncomfortable with, just remember that in, in everything we do is, I mean, God, God is in control. And one of my, one of my favorite verses is Proverbs three, five, and six. It's a uh, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thy own understanding and all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. And that verse, like I've, it's just been like my role model verse. I was going to say that's your model verse. Cause that's how your life's been. It's, it's exactly. It's just the one thing I struggle with most is trust. But I just learned that if I put my trust in God, like, wow, how much of a difference it makes. Mm-hmm. And just, and then I think about my past life and I actually uh, have this verse here. Let me look it up. You know, trust is based off experience. Right. So if we, if we ride a bike and we always fall off because we think it's the bike's fault, then we're going to lose trust in the bike. Faith is a lot harder because you put faith in something that you can't see and you have no experience with. So it's hard when you trust is something that, you know, I, I think of it this way. Trust is the beginning part. And then faith comes naturally as, as a result of trust, because now you're putting your faith in and God for the things that are, are going on in your life. I mean, you have exactly. to, you have to have faith in him. Like you can't go on and say, you can't fleece God and say, well, if you do this, then, then I'll do this God. And then, you know, we'll just make this deal. You just answer this one prayer and then I'll be good for a week. Uh, yeah. if we start doing stuff like that, man, that trust me, that ends up bad. <laughs> Alan will tell you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work yeah. out well. Doesn't What's matter. the verse Tucker? Oh, well, actually I have some, some, a second point on trust. Yeah. So one of the, one of the, I, I think other, some people already said this like close to it, but something I came up with is our greatest weakness is not relying on God's strength. Yeah. And that is, that's just like my life right there. Like my, my weak, our great, my greatest weakness is not relying on God's strength. Exactly. And it's just, it's just when like, 
how can I just give up my, give up my own pride and give up my, give up what I want to do and just let God work in my life. Just, but like that verse is that describes my past life without Christ uh, is Romans eight twenty eight, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to his purpose. And that is just like, wow, just this all my, all my life, like all the things that work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. It's just like, God is going to work all things together for his good. Like I remember like the past story of Joseph, like he went through so many struggles. Yeah. He went, he spent, he was, he was, he, his own brothers wanted to kill him. Yeah. His 13 years, 13 brothers, 12 brothers. They all wanted to kill him. They sold him into slavery. He went to Egypt. He had so many trials in his life. And then he comes back. <laughs> and then he never gave up on God. And he, he went. And in the end, when his brothers come back and they find out that their lives are in his hands, they repent and they say, I'm sorry. And he says, whoa, whoa, guys. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's okay. You right. meant whatever you did, you meant for evil, but God meant it for good. That's right. And it's just like, whatever happens in our life, um, yes, it can be hard. Yes, there can be trials. Our past can, is, can be very hurtful and can be very rough. But like, whatever somebody does to us and we think is bad for us, it doesn't, it is growing us. And God uses that for his glory and for his good. And it's all in his plan. Like all the the things, like literally everything that happened in my past, everything God used that to mold me into who I am and who you'll be. And yeah, who I, who I'll I'll be. Yeah. And like, I just, people, people come to me and say, you don't know how I lived. You don't know how, what I've done. I'm like, it doesn't matter because God has done that to mold you for who, who you can be right now. God has taken all that, that, that horrible past you have and whatever hurt you have. And God will use that for his good. And God will use that, use you for right now for other people. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. and like, you are not, doesn't, it's like God uses a vessel or something like that. Yeah. Um, you are his. And doesn't matter who you are, God can use you. You know, and like, yeah. well, I was just, I was just going to say, cause I think I know what you were hitting on. I watched your, uh, your home church last night and I watched your pastor at your home church talk about, uh, when, when we receive eternal salvation, we become citizens of heaven and yeah. we are no longer citizens of this world. Right. So it's, we live so much, man. It's so easy to get caught. Listen, you're 21. Try being yeah. 50 and removing the world, you know, after yeah. living in it so long for the world and for yourself. It's hard, man. You have to, you brought this up early in your, in your testimony. It's commitment. Uh, it's, yeah. it's given up things, you know, it's obedience. You know, if we were in old Testament days, God wouldn't put up with it, you know, but we yeah. have now we have you know, we have a life through salvation and we're citizens of heaven. Like we're here temporary and what we do here models what God has given to us. And it's, and it's crazy. People want to live their lives for this world, you know, and, and, and we're here to serve, serve God. Yeah. You know, you, man, I'm going to tell you, man, you keep your, your love for the Lord, man. It's crazy. And I, and, and I'm just saying, you know, at 21, man, I, I could tell you where I was at 21. It'd be a whole nother episode. Um, but I'm telling you your love for the Lord and you're, and you're figuring it out, like where he wants you, what, what, what his will is for you, you know, don't deviate from that stuff. And it's going to be a struggle for you. You know, this world's not, it ain't getting any easier yeah. or better. Uh, it's going to be a struggle. Um, is there anything that we can pray for you about? Not right now, but we will, if there's something you'd like us to pray for. Uh, yeah, I would, I would just say, just pray for me with my Christian life. Just yeah, never, never lose focus of what I meant to do and 
has to glorify God. And just, just like distractions, yeah. like there's so many distractions in this world and that they want this basically Satan. And he just wants us to distract me from doing what's right. And to, to doing my devotions, to have that prayer life. And he puts all this, these little, these little like distractions in my life to, t- to keep me away from that. So just, just prayer toward keeping the distractions out of my life and out and under control so I can, can, can maintain that relationship with God. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Is, that's what I need. And like, I know life is, life is going to be hard and like life's not going to be easy. Like people think that, Oh, if you live for Christ, your life's going to be easy. And I'm like, yeah, okay. If you, if you, no, that's not the point. I mean, that's, that's no. definitely not it. That's a fallacy. Like, yeah. Is you have to put in the work and it is a lot, a lot of work yep, because think, things are going to come up in your life and you're going to fall, but it's your decision. If you're going to get back up and, and start living for Christ again Absolutely. and just maintaining that relationship with Christ is probably the most important thing in someone's life. It's just because without, without God, we are nothing. So. Yeah, absolutely. I actually have a question. Um, you know, Bill and I are doing this to, to glorify God and everyone has a story and everyone, we, we feel like everyone's story can affect someone else in a positive way when they tell that story. And my question is actually, what advice would you have for someone that is living a similar life to you that knows they need to change, but they're having trouble, you know, just basically some of the things that you went through, what would you advise them to um, maybe move them along, help them out? I would, I would say uh, definitely like accountability partners, like it, like I have Bethany and like, it's just, it's so hard to do something when you're alone. Right. Oh yeah. And you have no one there to encourage you, no one there to bring you up, to edify you, to uplift you. And when you're surrounded by sin and there's no one there else to help you, it's so much harder. So what I, what I would give the advice to find, seek somebody who can be that uplifter, who can encourage you and edify you and bring you toward, closer to God. It doesn't have to be in a relationship. It can be your brother your, your dad, just a mentor or something like that. I think Bethany said that it's like a mentor and somebody who, you know, will not let you down for bringing you closer to God. Right. And and And, you said earlier, actually, it's all about the standards. And a lot of times people lower their standards to fit in, but you have to find somebody that has the same standards as you. So you can walk that walk together. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's all about that, like conviction, like, you know, what you, in your heart, you know, what is right and what is wrong. And if, if you're in a friend group, and I'm just saying like friends, oh my word, they, they, <laughs> they change your life. Like the people who you hang out with is how you're going to live. Yeah. yeah. They chisel and, and sculpt us. Exactly. And if you're living for, with godly believers who are living for God, you're going to live for God. That's right. And if, but if you're going, if you're living for these, with these friends who are constantly putting down God and putting down themselves and putting down you, that's exactly how you're going to live. Yeah. You got to make changes, man. Like, I mean, it's just, people don't want to give up stuff. Yeah. And that was me, my sophomore year. And I had to end some relationships and people got mad at me. I was like, I'm sorry. You're you're still here and you're, and and you're still loving God. And it says in the Bible, actually, you have to love God more than you love your family, more you love yeah. anyone. So that friends are on it's that like, list too. Uh, yeah. We would I would rather serve God rather than men. So absolutely, yeah. It just it's well the advice is just find friends that you know that will keep you accountable, keep you close to God and have that relationship because that is what you need. Um your relationship with God is way more important than some friends and there's, and there's plenty of them too. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. you're like, Oh, I can't, I can't lose this friendship because we're so close. If, if that relationship is hindering your relationship with God, that's not, 
a meant to be relationship. That's not godly. You're absolutely right. (laughs) Yep. I mean, we, we have to start thinking in terms of, of, um, of God. Is it of God? Exactly. If it's not, then it shouldn't be in your life. It shouldn't be. We get so hung up, man. I mean, we really do. We start looking at, you know, I got bills to pay. I got to make money. I got to do this. I got to do that. And then next thing you know, like you said, where's my time for God? Yeah, exactly. Nah, keep it at the front of your life like you're doing, man. And I know you're busy. Your schedule's busy. I appreciate it, man. I really, really appreciate you sharing your testimony with us, man. It was, it was awesome. Yeah, Tucker. It was, uh, it was nice talking with you today, man. And we'll, yes, uh, we'll pray for you and I'll try to keep your dad off your back a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm just Thanks. kidding. Nah, have a good day, man. And man, just don't change your love for God. It's awesome. Thanks. All right. All right. Thanks, buddy. See you, man. So that's it for this episode. We're glad you listened and hope you'll come back. Visit www.graceworkswithanx.net to listen to past episodes, read our daily devotions, or provide feedback. If you'd like to be a guest on our show, send us a message through Instagram, Facebook, or our website. And if these episodes have been an encouragement to you in any way, please share them. Have a blessed day.